the show with no name, featuring Herms and Jesse. Oh, wow. Hey there, everybody. It's the Lateral Fantasy Football Show. I'm your boy. My name is Herms. You can find me on Twitter at HermsNFL, and I'm joined for the first time, for the first time, it feels like the first time, by my pal, Jesse. Say hi, Jesse. Uh, what's up, guys? Um, I'm at BGF Sports uh, on Twitter, and uh, I go by Jesse. So uh, what's up? I'm here to talk free agency. I'm ready. I'm excited. Very, very fun. First five days, six days. It's going to be yeah, fun. Something like that. It, it, time kind <laughs> yeah. of bleeds together. You know, shout oh, out the does. pandemic. Just really, you know, making it easy <laughs> for everybody. That's... that's oh, are, we, are we pandemic positive? Oh, boy. Oh, no. We're going to get canceled, Herms? No, <laughs> <laughs> uh, no but uh, I don't know. It's It definitely has been bizarre. And I do think there have been some interesting moves, to say the least. And I know... Mm-hmm. Um, Shout out uh, Steffi Smalls on Twitter. Uh, she had mentioned a uh, long time ago the parallels between this situation and what we saw in 1996 with, like, weird cap stuff and, you know, just, like, the massive influx and, like, one-year deals and, like, the market being strained. So it's just, I don't mm-hmm. know, like, all in all, crazy amount of things have happened. And uh, I'm really looking forward to sitting down and discussing that today because, you know, as has been alluded to the topic is nfl free agency and you know how that's going to relate to fantasy football because you know that's kind of the theme of this entire <laughs> you know like the website that we have and you know like the live stream and the reason we set up a podcast is because <laughs> fantasy football so uh yeah um we kind of have a rough little sketch of how we're going to go through this so uh but before we get into that um as i said uh this is the first time that we're recording something that will be put out as a podcast on Spotify. So we like to be interactive with people in the chat. Um, We're not going to let go of that. So if you have any questions or anything you want to ask, definitely throw them in the chat and we will do our best to get to that at the end of the show. So, you know, we're not ignoring you. (laughs) We will see the things that you're all saying, but just, you know, it's not going to be super conducive to an audio format if we are replying to things that people can't see in their headphones, because that's not what headphones do. So, uh, yeah, I guess, uh, unless you have anything else to say, uh, we can get the ball rolling. No, I'm ready. I'm excited. This has um, been my work for the past like uh, five five uh, days, so I'm excited to talk about it, you know? Oh, dude. <laughs> Hell yeah. Let's <laughs> jump right into it. So uh, I'll tell you what. I'll be honest. Uh, your boy, Herms, uh, between the two of us, I'm not the smart guy. You know who is the smart guy? <laughs> Don't say our yourself. Pal... Or... <laughs> oh, God. But uh, our pal Jesse, uh, also, like, he does uh, some stuff on his own with the Bacon Games Fantasy Sports Network and all that. And uh, he's very, very good at, you know, breaking down things and coming up with grades for all sorts of stuff and whatnot. And this is no different. He's got a system of who he thinks are, you know, the best all the way down to the worst and whatever grading scale it is uh, of the NFL free agency moves. So I think it would logically make sense to start with what, he believes are the best deals that have been made so far and 
I don't know, just uh, we'll get it going. <laughs> yeah, Whatever yeah. position you want to start mm-hmm. with, uh, just you know, you name the you know the player, the new team, whatever details, and give mm-hmm. the grade. Go for it. Right. Okay. So my grades. So when I'm looking over here too, just a heads up for the for the video portion of this, I'm looking at a second monitor where I have all this stuff in here. So I'm not just ignoring people doing some random stuff. Just a heads up. <laughs> um, the uh, so I've gone through. I've given grades. Now the grades I want to say are um, the the way I did it was basically. I took into account the deal as a pretty high factor and the player skills a factor. So like if the player was like, you know, mediocre, but the deal is really good, probably gets into the B plus A minus range, you know, at like the height. But like if the player is really good and the deal is really good, then it gets into A plus territory. So it's like a combination of things too, if that makes sense, right? That makes sense, Herm? Totally. Okay, cool. I want to get that out of the way. Um, so the first thing I had that went on for agency um, was actually a re-signing. Uh, the, the, the best graded out deal or one of the best graded out deal I had is an A is Dak Prescott coming back to Dallas on a four-year, $160 million deal, $126 million guaranteed. Um, I think it's pretty evident uh, why this is the way it is. Uh, I, I don't really know too much to say that hasn't already been said. He's a great quarterback in a great situation uh, with a very talented group of receivers. Uh, hopefully, maybe even two good tight ends on that team, a good running back, and uh, the offensive line you know, is what it is. It isn't what it used to be. Uh, it's, it's still pretty good, though, I would say. So, yeah, I mean, this is pretty, I think, self-evident if you're in the fantasy community, but he's got great options to go to. Um, he's got a great fit for that team, and their offense is going to be star-studded as long as he can stay healthy. Yeah, and, you know, the pace that he was on to begin the 2020 season for fantasy was absolutely obscene. Yeah. I mean, like, oh, jeez. Like, if he yeah. had been able to, like, if we extrapolate that and put that over a full 16, yo, I mean, <laughs> like, so man, I... I, I hope he's able to come back and be very stable and comfortable, like, planting on that ankle. Because, I mean, you know, in everything that we learned about, you know, things that he was going through in his personal life. And, you know, like, I believe it was losing a sibling and, like, his own mm-hmm. personal struggles. I mean, it's hard not to root for the guy. I don't care how you feel about Dallas. Everybody loves Dak Prescott. And, you know, so for, for redraft, which is kind of the focus of the lateral, um, I think it's pretty hard to put him outside of the top five at this point in time correct um i'm trying to think i'm gonna think out loud i'm gonna think out loud yeah i'm gonna gonna think out loud because i'm thinking um first i got mahomes lamar i think would be in front of him personally kyler be in front of him maybe russ um yeah top seven for sure top five i could definitely think that's fine um yeah, I, I think that's it's tough. There, there is like a really good section of quarterbacks for sure that are there, and I, I'm not, I don't know if I'm comfortable with top five, but top seven I could say yeah. So he's he's in there. I feel that. All right. Yeah. I mean, you know, either way, like that dude. I mean, I'm really interested to see where his ADP lands because I feel like even despite the injury concerns, people are going to be very excited about chasing what we saw <laughs> and just, you know, cause I could see him elevating to the point where, you know, Russell Wilson and Kyler Murray were taken last year in a lot of drafts. Cause what, you know, what was that around like a uh, round five, six, something like that. Yeah. It sounds right. Like, yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, it's, mm, I don't know, man, like either <laughs> way, we like, like you said, I mean, there's not a whole lot to be said about this that hasn't already been said. Cause like the, the Dak Prescott conversation has already gone yeah. on plenty of different places. You don't need us to tell you about him. So <laughs> let's just move on to the next one. 
Yeah. Yeah, sure. Uh, yeah, I, I also want to say, too, about Dak. I remember when he was still playing that game against the Browns. I think it was week two or three. Uh, it looks like it's week four. I lied. Uh, that, was a, that was a crazy game. He threw for 502 yards, four touchdowns, one interception. I mean, you know, it's not like the Browns defense was amazing or anything like that. But, man, that was a, that was a crazy game, probably one of the games of the year. And he, he was oh, great yeah. in it. So, I mean, <laughs> it was a really good time. Um, but, okay, my next one that I have is – um, Corey Davis. I am a Corey Davis truther, and I will take that to my gra- grave. I think we saw that, we saw what he could be and what he could be in the future uh, on a team. And he signed a three-year, $375 million deal, $27 million guaranteed with the Jets. I think that's a pretty good uh, amount of money. It's not too long of a deal where he's going to be like 30 when this deal is up. I think he'll be like 29, 28. Uh, it's his second contract, I believe. Uh, and he's going to a team that I think is going to draft Zach Wilson, and I'm a big Zach Wilson boy, so this is going to be, I think, pretty pretty good for fantasy. I think they actually match up really, really well, too. Corey Davis is a uh, receiver who can who can high point the ball, who can catch it really well. He's not exactly you know a speed demon, um, and Zach Wilson, if he goes to the Jets, I think will be a great, great fit. He can fit the ball pretty much almost anywhere to receiver. He's got great ball placement. I think a guy, a, a possession receiver like Corey Davis uh, will really excel in that kind of uh, scenario. So, I mean, it's an, it's an A for the signing just for the Jets overall. I think it could be an A-plus for fantasy. Man, and, you know, it's one of those things where, you know, like, everybody has a player, oh, multiple players, honestly, if we're, if we're being real about it, uh, you know, that we latch onto, and we're just like, we believe, we believe, and like, even though it takes a long time for it to manifest itself, and it's frustrating, and you get, you know, all like the shit thrown your way from your friends, it's like, trust me, man, trust me, it'll work out, I'm telling you! I felt that way about Corey Davis. I When I first joined uh, the Twitter community, in my bio, I had put in the fact that I am a reformed Corey Davis truther. Uh, (laughs) that is something that like, I, I died on that hill and came back to life multiple times. It's, uh, it was, it was frustrating for ever, but I mean, dude, I gotta hand it to him. He really, and I, I think part of it obviously had to do with the fact that AJ Brown missed some time last year, but you know, it really worked out for him. I mean, wide receiver 30 in PPR. You know, like, you know, it's not quite what we had, you know, hoped he'd be able to do, but it's not shabby either way. And, you know, another thing that I think is interesting is, well, you know, when it comes to the wide receivers that were available out there on the market, I know, like, a lot of jokes had been thrown around, and it's like, oh, okay, well, thank God Corey Davis was the one that stepped on the grenade, so, you know, all the other guys could be safe from having to go to the Jets, but... I think you make a good point. Like, you know, like, it's fun to tease them, you know, for being the Jets. You know, it's pretty easy to do. They make it, like, it, mm-hmm. the jokes write themselves half the time. Yeah, but, I live in uh, Jersey, so I get to do it all the time. It's great. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But, uh, but, I mean, the main, you know, punchline to the joke is now gone, that being head coach Adam Gaze. Oh, thank God. Uh, <laughs> and, you know, like, there's reason for optimism. And like you said, if they do address the quarterback position with somebody like Zach Wilson, who admittedly I'm not sure how I feel about, or Ohio State's Justin Fields, or in some crazy turn of events, your Jaguars do not pick Trevor Lawrence. Yeah, which is don't put that juju night- on me, dude. Don't do that. <laughs> <laughs> That's a whole nightmare scenario we can, you know, dive down another time. But, yeah, I mean, there's reason for, you know, people to be encouraged by this, especially, you know, like, the presence of Denzel Mims helps. Yeah, mm-hmm. I was going to bring that up, 100%. You know, yeah. And, like, I'm, I'm also mm-hmm. a huge fan of his, so, I mean, like, I don't know, like, they, 
it, they've still got a ways to go, but I mean, the offense, they've ha they have some weapons. And even if for some reason it does end up being Sam Darnold again, and they just choose to beef up the offensive line in front of him, he's been okay at times. So, I don't know, where, where do you see him, uh, where do you see him falling in your rankings, I guess, as it is in this moment? Mm, that's definitely tough. Um, I do want to say you brought up Denzel Mims, which I think is great because I think people will harp on the fact that Corey Davis um, isn't as good without another guy on the opposite side of the field, uh, you know, taking away targets or taking away defenders, stuff like that. They're going to probably attribute, if they're a hater, to uh, hit Corey Davis's success to um, uh, A.J. Brown's success. Uh, and I think that's fine. I think that can be fair. But I also think Denzel Mims is going to be a star. So, to, you know, if if, uh, if I believe that, then the other thing follows as well. I I'm unsure if I am as high on Corey Davis if they don't address or change quarterbacks, to, to be fair. Um, Darnold has looked good at points. I will totally see that 100%. Last year, too, um, he was good in the first half a decent amount of time, but then was terrible in the second half uh, of games. He's dealt with a lot of injuries, too. I mean, he had that mono thing. He's you know he's been he's been through a lot of stuff Let, let's be fair you know gase is a coach is you know one of, one of the things that we're talking about in this this whole system of not being that very very good but uh yeah i i will say um zach wilson will make me the highest if it's a guy like fields like it's okay I, i've scouted him out a little bit or a decent amount and i think he's fine but i like wilson the most wilson sets up there for both those guys for mims and for uh cory davis i think it'd be really, really important for them to get a guy like Zach Wilson, who doesn't exactly have the biggest arm, but he has a, he puts the ball pinpoint accuracy to wide receivers. And these big guys who can make big catches, who, you know, have great hands, who I think Corey Davis actually does have great hands, uh, is, like, perfect fit. So, yeah. 100%. And, you know, uh, <laughs> I did a big uh, rookie mock draft show uh, not that long ago with the homie Angelo. Uh, you can find him on Twitter at Angelo underscore fantasy. Super good at scouting. Like, that dude had so many just wonderful, insightful things to say. He talked about Zach Wilson a lot, and a comparison that he made that I feel is somewhat apt is, um, like, kind of what we saw of Jay Cutler throughout his NFL career. And I don't think that's insulting, because, mm -hmm. like, we all... Like, we like to remember the meme version of Jay Cutler that, you know, smoking a cigarette on the sideline. Yeah, yeah. But I mean, when he was at his best, like, yeah, it wasn't necessarily, like, 75-yard deep bombs or anything. But, like, at his peak when he was really focused and in it, the dude was electric. And he was always mm -hmm. able to zip it right in there to people. So, I don't know. Like, I just wanted to shout that out and shout out Angelo because mm -hmm. he is fantastic. Make sure, if you don't already, follow him on Twitter. Check out all of his scouting information. Super solid dude. Um, well, yeah, I mean, I guess if that's all we have to say about Corey Davis, so we can move on to whoever you have. Yeah, so so I guess um, I, I kind of didn't really address your point about what I have in my rankings because I don't really have oh, rankings right, at this right. point. Um, but, so I... If I were to say he's probably he's probably going to be drafted as like a wide receiver three, um, and so like top thirty six, I think that's about fair. But the upside is like wide receiver two easy. So yeah, yeah, and especially if uh, Jamison Crowder ends up being cut because I believe he's mm -hmm. one of those cap casualty guys. So that could mm -hmm. be interesting. Yeah, it's it's definitely possible for sure. Um, yeah, you want me to go on to the next one? Of course. All right, hit. all right. This one uh, we got it. We got a Steelers one here. Terms. I wonder if you can guess who this is. It's going to be Juju Smith-Schuster, man. One year, $6 million, $8 million. I don't know what's guaranteed out of that. I didn't write it down. 
um, if, if it's even out there as information. But yeah, I have this as an A as well, uh, for mostly for the team because I think Juju's really talented, and it sounded like from what I was seeing or like rumors at least from like Rappaport that he was offered more money to go elsewhere and even to the rival Ravens, which would have been great uh, for I think him and the team. So I, I don't know. He, he took a discount to stay home, which I think is admirable for sure. Uh, so he's, he grades out as an A for me for fantasy. Uh, this is good news for the Pittsburgh offense, I think. I think they're probably better when they have three good wide receivers, but this is definitely uh, not good for James Washington's stock going forward if you have him in Dynasty, which I do. So not great. <laughs> but only a one-year deal, so whatever. Yeah. True. And, and you know, I talked about this with my buddy Dave on the Dave Fantasy Show. Check that out on the Stereo app. Follow my buddy Dave at Dave Fantasy. Um you know, I kind of have to separate my feelings as a Steelers fan and as a fantasy football fan when it comes to the Juju news. <laughs> yeah, Because, like, I mean, on one hand, I absolutely adore Juju Smith-Schuster. I think he is such a... He's he's an infectious personality. Every, like, he's so yeah. endearing. Yeah. <laughs> he got a lot of hate, though, that I saw on Twitter last year. I was really surprised because I thought there was, like, a really favorable view of him, but I don't know if, I don't know if that exists anymore because I agree with you. I, I totally agree with you, yeah. Herms. Like, I'm, I'm on board. I, I think he's... Seems like a really nice dude, though. So, but yeah. it's the it's the TikTok dances. Which yeah, for, yeah but he's know. a zoomer. In, he's a fucking yeah, zoomer. Exactly. So like whatever. Yeah. Dude. <laughs> yeah. yeah, so like I'm in my mid twenties. That doesn't bother me. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. do you? Like, I'm, yeah, exactly. whatever. Yeah, <laughs> I don't care. I don't care at all. But you know, I'm I'm sure for you know some of the the you know grouchy older crowd being like you know what's this guy doing you gotta carry yourself professionally it's like dude whatever he, he's a, yeah, he's a kid care. let him have fun you know what i mean that's what <laughs> yeah. we do but mm-hmm. but yeah i mean so all of that is its own thing but in terms of applying it to fantasy football like it's i wouldn't necessarily because i've heard people say it's like oh well you know this isn't good for deontay johnson or chase claypool and it's like okay objectively sure but yeah. I don't necessarily view it that way because, like, in terms of if we're going to view it as stonks going up or down, I'm just like, well, it's just, it's staying level. It's it's the same. Mm. We're getting the same thing <laughs> that we yeah. had before. So, like, yeah. we already know what's going to be expected because, I mean, like, the Steelers' offense has basically been the same since Ben Roethlisberger came to the team when I was, like, nine. Like, we... Yeah. Like, minor changes here and there, but, like, for the most part, like, we get it. He's gonna air it out a bunch. He's gonna spread it around a bunch. And, mm-hmm. you know, like, it's gonna cap the ceiling for all three, but all of them are still going to be usable for most weeks at a time. Mm-hmm. So, you know, at least in terms of, like, how we're gonna view Juju Smith-Schuster now that he's back on the Steelers, it's like, well... Unlike some other players that are going to new places, we don't have to, like, prognosticate. <laughs> yeah, we don't need to speculate that yeah. much. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> like, yeah. We know! <laughs> like, it's <laughs> like, oh, what, what's he going to be like going back to the exact same thing? Well, uh... <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I, I mean, you mentioned that people, you know, thought this might be a downgrade for, like, Deontay or, or Claypool, but I think the, the, real, the real issue might be... Big Ben. I don't think he's. I don't know if this is controversial terms for like to say uh, in the Steelers circles, but I don't think he's a very good quarterback anymore. Um, but he's probably better than all the backups they have there. But oh, I don't know how good a of a quarterback bar. he is. That yeah, is no, it's, it's true. Clear. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I mean, besides ex Jaguar Josh Dobbs, which I'm not even sure if he's on the team anymore, but he's yeah, just meme it a little bit. But yeah, I mean, he's definitely an upgrade over you know 
Mason Rudolph or any of the guys they have there, but or Haskins or whatever's there. Uh, but I, I I do feel like Ben does take down a little. A little he's just I don't think he's that good of a quarterback anymore. And I do think that's probably more for you know regular football than fantasy. He's probably a fine fantasy quarterback. Uh, he's got great receivers. And uh, but yeah, and I, I do want to say too, Juju had 97 catches last year and 125 targets. That's that's pretty damn good for a PPR league, even half point PPR, which I think most leagues are trending to. So, oh god, I, I mean, I, if I can take him in, I don't know where he would go. Probably where did he go last year? Like fifth or sixth round, or was he earlier than that? Or am I my mistaken? It, it kind of highly depends. Dependent. Yeah, okay. yeah. I mean, like the, there were some pretty uh, pretty wow speech words are hard. <laughs> uh, pretty split opinions on the dude. I mean, at least in my hmm. league. Well, I mean, I don't know. I I live not all that far from Pittsburgh, I guess. I mean, there are a lot of Steelers fans in my area. So, I mean, like, it's really hard for me to say because <laughs> uh, yeah, like, sure. it's, sure. it's a little, you know, a little, little bias in there. But, I mean, yeah, like, there were people, like, I don't know, like, either it's one of those things, like, either you bought into the Steelers offense for fantasy or you didn't. You know, mm-hmm. like, it was it was definitely one of those situations. So, I mean, but either way, mm-hmm. I think it's, it's going to be a lot of the same uh, this year yeah. as well. Especially because... Yeah. Because the the whole argument last year was just like, well, you know, we haven't seen Ben Roethlisberger in a while. Who knows how it's going to be? And it's like, that's totally fair. And for those of us who took the plunge on, you know, like, uh, Deontay Johnson is a dude that I remembered in my rankings process uh, last season. I mean, and if you want to fact check it, you know, go to the website, at thelateralff.com. It's true! I promise! Uh, that's <laughs> that's a guy that I was like, hey man, like... The opportunity is going to be there for him, and he performed really well with really bad quarterbacks, one of them whom's nicknamed Duck. So, I mean, like, you know, I, I, I figured that that was going to be a thing, and, you know, look at me, it ended up being a thing. But I was also mm-hmm. wrong about a lot of other stuff. Uh, Joe Mixon, top five RB. <clears throat> but, I feel that too, man. I do. I was on that train too. Exactly, yeah. I'm not, I'm not going to throw myself a victory parade, I have to be honest. Uh, but, um, but, yeah, either way, it's... It, a lot of the arguments are going to be the same as they were last year, except the difference is we saw Ben Roethlisberger and it wasn't that great. <laughs> so, like, <laughs> yeah. Okay. All right. Cool. We're on the same page then. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I apologize for for you as a fan, but yeah, <laughs> not definitely not great. Um, yeah. Not great, it, Bob. It's, it's yeah. It's unfortunate. The line is going to look a little different this year too. No Villanueva, right? So there 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 might be issues there. I know Big Ben, you know, definitely was never a mobile quarterback. I wonder how much more uh, you know, the pocket will look like, but we'll see. They don't really have a running game right now, right? It's there's no Connor there, right? So if they're gonna air the ball out like they did last year, it's gonna be good for the receivers, man. That's a whole other discussion, but all I will say is like the first round pick had better be somebody for the offensive line. (laughs) That's that's all I care about. Sure. Najee Harris sure. would be sick, but we all know what we need to. Mm. There there are problems to be solved. But yeah, uh, yeah. I agree with that so yeah. in summary, Juju mm. Smith Schuster, more of the same. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think so. Which which is not a bad thing. Uh, fantasy people, especially, um, can be really reactionary, and I try and rail against this as much as possible. And they look at one year, and they have this bad misconception misconception for whatever reason, and it really just drags them down. But Juju's a fine fantasy option for a wide receiver three with. Right receiver to upside. Again, uh, these are guys you can get cheap who have a really, really high upside, I think, especially in the PPRs you go higher. So, yeah. Um, all right. The next two, I'm going to lump these two together, I guess, even though they probably shouldn't be, but they're offensive linemen, and I think this is fantasy relevant because you want to make sure your fantasy offensive line is doing well, right? So I've got for an A, David, Andrew, David Andrews for New England, who signed a really, God, this is 
he, he's a fine talent, but this is such a favorable team deal. 19, four years, $19 million, $6.5 million guaranteed. Holding on to your center for $6.5 million guaranteed is a, a stroke of goddamn genius, man. Belichick's a wizard this offseason. Uh, I just, I, I think it's a really good deal. He's a fine center. Uh, the offensive line played really, played really well last year. I think they will continue last year, this year with some additions and guys getting better because they're a little young too. So I, I think this is just a great deal. Um, depending on who's running the ball, you know, it, it could matter who's passing the ball. We'll, we'll see about that. I'm not really <laughs> sure, uh, but he's a great signing. Um, I don't know if you have anything to say about Andrews. I mean, yeah. I mean, keeping a good offensive line intact is very important. And, you know, I... I am a fan of Damian Harris personally. That's just something that I will throw out there. If it does end up being too. somebody else, if mm-hmm. the logic would track for Billy B's history of just being like, "Hey, you, you play running back, come here," and just uh, uh, throwing him yeah. out there. But and then the quarterback thing is a whole other. <laughs> that's a yeah. I, I'm, we'll see what the draft I'm not comes, even going to start that. Yeah, yeah. Like, that's yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. but, uh, what's the next one? Yeah. Um. So this is actually a little bit lower. We're getting to the A minuses now. Um. And again, I will remind everyone this is not for people's talents or anything like that. It's for the deal plus the talent. And this isn't fantasy wise too. I th- we'll talk about fantasy obviously, but uh, the grades aren't you know taken into account fantasy. But anyway, the next one I have, which is so important for this team and so important for the players on this team, is Kevin Zeitler signing Baltimore for three years, two point or twenty two million and a half, uh, twenty two and a half million, uh, and sixteen million guaranteed. The, the way the Ravens are going to win games is through running and is through the offensive line first and foremost. Uh, if you're a Gus Johnson truther or Gus Johnson, Gus Buster, right? That's Gus Johnson? Am I wrong? Edwards. Edwards. <laughs> yeah, okay, shoot. Yeah, Gus Edwards. Okay, Gus, if you're on the Gus bus or if you love J.K. Dobbins or if you love Lamar or if you like the receivers, you need that team to have a good offensive line. And Kevin Zeitler, he had a down year for sure. Giants fans will be like, uh, he might not be good anymore. He's still good. He's going to a very good offensive line uh, as well, even besides him. Uh, and he's going to really improve that team. And there's, it's been so important because you saw the team take a step back last year, I think, offensively, and they were missing Marshall Yonda because he retired. So getting a guard like Zeitler, I think, is so important. Hopefully they don't trade away. Uh, Orlando Brown Jr., because that would be real bad for that team. But adding Zeigler, I think, is really, really important, really good for fantasy-wise, for the whole team-wise. It's a great signing. Yeah, and, you know, as a Steelers fan, obviously, I'm not a fan of anything that the Ravens do to get better. (laughs) But for fantasy football purposes, Mm -hmm. I think, you know, and like you said, depending on who you ask about Zeigler, especially in the Giants community, they may give you a different answer. But objectively Mm -hmm. speaking, it makes a lot of sense. I think it's fabulous. And, you know... And I will say, uh, just very quickly, I mean, for as much as I dislike the Ravens, I tell my friends that are Ravens fans all the time. It's one of those things, it's like a mutual, it's a mutual respect, because both organizations of, like, Pittsburgh and Baltimore are so similar that it's like the Spider-Man gif, you know? Yeah, yeah, like, yeah, yeah. Like, I don't know, like, we do things the same way, so even though I really want them to fail, I respect <laughs> the hell out of them. So, you know, I, right. I will, I will say that for Baltimore. I have, and plus we all bond over hating the Bengals more anyway. So, but that's that's a whole other thing. Um, yeah, I, you know, it's it's definitely going to be beneficial for the run game, but that is as far as my enthusiasm extends because you know I live in the area, <laughs> I watch the team a lot, and I, for one, am you know a little more familiar than I think some other people are. I'm not saying that like what I'm about to say is some like you know like wizardous pontification <laughs> surprise you know mm-hmm. thing yeah, but yeah. uh they enjoy spreading the wealth to multiple backs and you know with the gus bus probably coming back if he hasn't already i may have missed that news but i, I remember they placed a fairly high 
tender on him as a restricted mm-hmm. free agent. So yeah. assuming that it is mm-hmm. Dobbins and Edwards, it's like they're both going to cap the ceilings for each other. So while I do really like both of them as fantasy options, like, you know, and also like Lamar Jackson is the RB1 while also being the quarterback. So, you know, it's it's going to be a frustrating thing. It'll just be like I think of it as a a rich man's Buffalo Bills situation. <laughs> if that, you know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. for, I got you, I got you. <laughs> yeah, cuz for as irritating as that was, it's it's like that but with better players. So, well, at least with the running backs. I'm not going to I'm not about to besmirch the name of Josh Allen. So, don't hear what I'm not saying. <laughs> but mm-hmm. uh but yeah, so I mean, I uh, Dobbins. I mean, I'm just thinking out loud. I mean, yeah. I want to put it. I want to put him in my top twelve. I really do. I think ultimately he will land there. But if he's a little outside of that, I'm not going to be stunned because of what I said. And mm-hmm. the Gus Bus. I mean, he's been a streaming flex option at times in his career thus far. And if mm-hmm. he's going to ascend to the number two in the pecking order, I mean, that's great. That's that's mm-hmm. that that could be a decent RB three that you you know throw out there and hope he punches it in the end zone and you know gets mm-hmm. you ten twelve points like whatever. So that's just mm-hmm. my read. What's your read? Yeah, I, mean, I think that's absolutely true. And even if Gus doesn't come back, whatever, we got Justice Hill there, just the next guy up for this team. Uh, I, you got to take whichever running back is on there. I think pretty much because this team's going to want to be run first. They're improving the offensive line. I think they realize that's an issue. So. Yeah, I, th- I think that's the the way to go. I'm I'm pretty much in agreement on that stuff. A uh, third third RB, yeah, that seems that seems totally fine. Uh, depending on how you go how you go about that. Um, for Dobbins at top twelve, I I think he might be out of there for me. I I'm I maybe am not as high as I should be on him. To be fair, this could ob- absolutely change in the offseason. Yes, it's very early to predict all this stuff, uh, obviously, but. He, he maybe he gets sneak in there for me, but I don't think he's there for me yet. Um, I'm probably at odds of the fantasy community on that too. But it's always good to have good running backs too. Good rookie running backs, you know, teams use them a lot. They don't have a lot of tread on the tires compared to older guys who sign second deals. And we all know how second deals for running backs, big deals or second running backs go, right? So, uh, you know, I'm definitely high for that reason on him for sure. Uh, does that make sense? Right? Absolutely. You know, it, it really <laughs> does. And you know, like there's yeah. there's going to be a small handful of some pretty interesting rookie running backs coming in this year, but that's a whole other conversation. And before we transition to our next player signing deal, whatever to break down uh, to the viewers that are watching this live uh, again, if you have any, you know, comments, questions that you want to throw out to us, feel free, absolutely do so. And we will do our best to block out time at the end to answer those. So, you know, I know it's a bit of a different format than it has been in the past, but keep in mind, we're doing this for Spotify too. Oh, so (laughs) Yeah, we want to be interactive. We want to talk to you guys. So just, you know, that's going to be the way that that goes down. We're not ignoring you. I promise. I swear. We all love you. (laughs) But, uh, yeah, so that said, uh, moving on to uh, whoever you got next. Yeah. I just realized my list is absolutely ridiculous, so I'll just make these as quick as possible. These next two, at least. Uh, I've got Thune up here, Kansas City, five years, $80 million, $48 million guaranteed. Uh, and I've got Corey Lindsay for five years, uh, $62.5 million, $26 guaranteed. They're both A-minuses in my book, just beefing up, that, beefing up the offensive line. It's pretty great uh, for both teams. For fantasy-wise, you won't have a good offensive line. Uh, the Chargers, especially, did not have one last year. So, Lindsay will definitely be helpful for that, especially on center. So important to bring in a veteran center if you're going to try and win now with the offensive line. I think that's paramount, honestly. Uh, but yeah, Thune is 
is interesting a little bit because the Kansas City, you know, they had a pretty decent offensive line. They were just hurt before the before the big game. So the, I did. They did mention on PFF. I will say I'm a PFF simp. I read them all the time. I think they do pretty good work. Uh, but you know, the thing is, signing him to such a big deal with that might, you know, might not be helpful if they do run into the same injury stuff again. But I'm not saying it's going to happen. Injuries are totally unpredictable. So, but it's good to have him. He's a great player, and so is Lindsey. Uh, the thing he's signing, I think, like better. But they're just good for the offensive line. That's all I got to say, right? Yeah, and. You know, I remember there had been plenty of conversations around what was going to happen when Eric Fisher and Mitchell Schwartz left for the Chiefs offensive line. And, you know, I think, like, Laurent Duvernay-Tardif coming back from being a doctor uh, will help. <laughs> uh, and, you know, True. Tooney is another good one. And uh, I'm going to get it wrong. I know I'm going to get it wrong. I got it wrong yesterday or whenever, you know, I last talked about this. Is it Chris or Kyle Long? I can. <laughs> uh, oh God, with the, the yeah. lineman, I think it's Chris. Ooh, oh, that sounds wrong now that I'm thinking about it. Oh my God, I don't know. Wait, uh, I probably gonna... have it on here. Oh, Kyle Long signed the deal. It's Kyle Long. Okay, there we go. Yes. So, yeah. and Kyle Long coming out of retirement and signing with them. In addition, uh, yeah. I mean, that's a huge deal because if they hadn't addressed that, then mm-hmm. I mean, we saw what happens when the Chiefs don't have a good offensive line. <laughs> and unfortunately, <laughs> yeah. it came at literally the worst possible time. <laughs> so, I mean, Absolutely. yeah. And, you know, so that and also, you know, some of the deals that the Chargers made, including the aforementioned one with uh, bringing in the veteran center, I believe, of Green Bay previously, yes? Um, yeah, I believe yeah. that's accurate, yeah. Yeah, it is, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. And, like, dude, man, like, these are the types of things that, you know, I feel like are not talked about enough in fantasy circles. I mean, like, this stuff does get talked about, don't get me wrong, obviously, but you know, it's very important to remember that, you know, like, football is a game that takes place from the inside out. You know, that's, you know, the ball starts with, you know, on the line, gets, you know, given to the the quarterback or whatever, and, you know, the time it takes to, you know, be able to make a judgment on where to throw it, or you know, if it goes into the hands of the running back, the amount of time they have to decide to pick their hole is entirely dependent on the offensive line's ability to push these other people coming at them back. And if you don't have a good group of people doing that, then, you know, it's going to be hard to find a hole if you're a running back to go through. And if you're playing quarterback, you're going to be running for your life and making presumably terrible decisions. <coughs> Carson Wentz. So, yeah, it's it's very, very important to highlight these big impact moves. So, I mean, it it boosts my opinion of you know, Austin Eckler, which was already high. It boosts my opinion of Clyde Edwards Hilaire somewhat. I mean, I'd like mm-hmm. to see who's going to play second fiddle there because it's possible mm-hmm. they could get I mean, the goal line deficiencies are what they are. That's a whole different conversation, but you know, at the end of the day, like, yes, solidifying an offensive line, absolutely huge for fantasy. And these are just, I don't know. Dude, remember these things, people remember these yeah, things. It's, it's very important. important. It really is. <gasps> absolutely. Yeah, you, you, you pretty much said it all, right? You don't want guys who are running behind a shitty offensive line. You don't want guys who are going to be quarterbacks making bad decisions for your wide receivers and for their own play. You absolutely don't want that. Makes sense. Um, yeah. All right. The next one. I, we'll get off the offensive lineman a little bit, I guess. Just a little bit. All right. Let's talk. Let's hit up Will Fuller. He's my next one. He's my final A- minus in the category that, you know, is fantasy relevant, at least. He signed a one-year deal for $10 million. I didn't get the guaranteed when it came out. I'm not sure if it's still out there, but uh, I think it's a really good deal. This might have been an A to an A+, plus if it's done for a long-term deal, but he probably wanted 
bigger money if they sign a one-year $10 million deal. So it just seems like another prove-it deal, and I think I'm a Will Fuller truther. I think the injuries are sporadic and kind of weird. He will be serving a one-game suspension for the drug use, whatever whatever that he got looked into for, uh, but I don't care at all. He's going to a good situation with obviously not a better quarterback, but I still think two is going to be a very good quarterback, uh, and he, he's a star athlete. Uh, he's going to be cheap for wherever you find him. He's probably minimum for me wide receiver two, and he has wide receiver one upside. It's not close. Yeah, and you know we've said it for how many years at this point? If Will <laughs> Fuller is healthy... You put him in the lineup because <laughs> yeah. he's always, always a threat to, you know, it might only be like three, four, five catches, but it could be triple digit yards and at least a couple touchdowns because that's well, just mm-hmm. what he does. So sure. like, I, I will say, well, I thought that especially I think earlier in his career, he was, you know, strictly like that. I think there is a point where this guy is can be a clear number one, clear even wide receiver number one. He he plays like it. He, he just from watching film last year, I remember and it's hard to you know say that to people who aren't convinced because I can't show them all the film. But for the film that I saw last year, he was wide receiver one, not close. He he was a great receiver, and I think he can absolutely do the same in Miami. He's a, he's he's better than Parker. Like I mean, he's he's uh, and Parker had a pretty good year, you know, before all the injuries too, and the year before. So, I, I'm I'm a big fan. One hundred percent, you know, and I absolutely just love the idea of him and Devonte Parker just like working in tandem, doing all this stuff. And you know, and I will go back to something that I had said and amend it based off of the point that you made prior to the suspension through Week Twelve in PPR. Will Fuller was wide receiver eight. So, yep. I mean, like, that dude, I mean, looking, just looking back at the game log, I have it pulled up right now. I mean, like, this dude absolutely killed it. And also keep in mind, that was with having done nothing in week two versus Baltimore. Literally nothing. 0.0 points. Still wide receiver. So, like, in 11 games, like, through that point, or 10 games, because the bye week, whatever. Mm-hmm. You're following what I'm saying. <laughs> yeah, I mean, there are plenty of these. Yeah, absolutely. absolutely. There are plenty of these games here where it's just like, you know, like, you know, like 10 targets, 8 targets, you know, like all this, you know, like mm-hmm. the dude was able to handle that. And like some of these, you know, like yardage totals are, you know, eye popping. And he only had a multiple touchdown game once. So, I mean, he did all that without mm-hmm. just scoring obscene numbers of, you know, like. Right. There's no like big God. outliers as much as, you know, we used to yeah. see in the past, I think. Yeah. Like, I'm just watching the film it? too. He's great. What was it? 2019 or 2018? That that one game. What was it? Like the four or five touchdowns? Yeah. That that was a gem. That. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, 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 yeah. yeah. Oh, God, I don't know. It was one. It was yeah, one of those years for sure. But I I remember that. Yeah, that was crazy. I remember people talking about him for DFS the, the week before, and uh, <laughs> and then he just did that. I was like, oh, maybe I should play DFS, but no, I shouldn't because I'm trash at it. But anyway. Exactly. <laughs> and hey, you know, if you want to learn how to win. At most twelve dollars playing DFS. Hit up your boy Herms at Herms NFL. I can show you the ropes, and you know, I, I can I can tell you how to be painfully mediocre at DFS. It's, it's, what, <laughs> it's what we're here to do. No, but uh, but yeah, no, I I think I think the point stands about Will Fuller. You know, like he he truly blossomed, and you know maybe it was the PEDs. Yikes! But I mean, he figured it out pretty well. <laughs> And I like the yep. situation that he's walking into, especially mm-hmm. since, I mean, like, we've spent all off season just being like, hey, 
this free agent running back would be great in Miami. This guy in the draft would be great for Miami. Mm-hmm. Blah, blah, blah. And mm-hmm. like, honestly, like, even if it is still Miles Gaskin, like, yeah. I don't know. They have mm-hmm. a complete offense. Like, Dude, yeah. They're, mm-hmm. they're doing it. They're doing it. Like, I'm, <laughs> oh, man. I'm not even a Dolphins fan, and I'm excited about this. Like, wow. Oh, yeah. I am, too. I'm not a Dolphins fan either, that's for sure. But, I mean, may- maybe it says something that they're maybe happy a little bit with uh, with having uh, a guy like Miles Gaskin. You know, they haven't added anyone, I don't think, really in free agency that I'm looking at. Oh, Malcolm Brown they added. Sure, whatever. I don't care. That's not really a competition for Gaskin. I don't think it sounds like depth <laughs> to me. Uh, so, Gaskin, you know, I-, I-, I love Gaskin. I love what I saw last year in film. Big fan of him. If he can, you know, secure the role by himself, he is he's going to be another guy on that team that you're going to all look for. Miami's going to be a great team, so. <laughs> yeah, dude. All right. The next one I have is Mark. Uh, so this one, I might need to change the grade. I have it as a B, B plus right now, but it's Mark Ingram to Houston on a one-year, $2.5 million deal, 500000 guaranteed. Uh, I, I think he's still a, a very good running back that you can have and use him whatever, uh, you know, if you use him in the role that Mark Ingram was used in uh, – on the Saints with uh, with Kamara, I I, th- I think he's a very he could be a very he could be a fine fantasy essay because you'll get him late in drafts because he didn't play it all last year. Uh, and I think he's really good for that team that's trying to find out a new identity for sure. Uh, and with Philip Lindsay there, both I mean you know David Johnson is there still there too, which is a whole mess of trouble for sure. But if you get Ingram in a role like he was back in uh, in New Orleans, I don't know why I keep forgetting New Orleans's name, but if you get him in a role back, <laughs> like, he, he can be relevant, and I think he could actually be you know pretty good for that team. Uh, so I might, you know, with the Lindsay signing, this is when I graded this out when it first started. Might lower it a little bit because um, I think they might have added too many running backs, but still think it's a great deal for the team and a, and a great deal for Ingram. You know, he, he might be 32, 31 years old, but he doesn't have nearly the, the amount of snaps or nearly the amount of touches that you would think someone of his age would have. So he's still relevant, I think. Yeah, and I think it's more of a signing for helping to build the new culture in the locker room because I believe mm-hmm. uh, his name, uh, David Culley, that's the new head coach's name, correct? Um, he was with the Ravens as like an offensive coach or whatever prior mm-hmm. to being hired in Houston. So I mean, like logic would dictate that you know, like, hey, I'm trying to you know, like you know, fill out a vibe in this room. Who better to do that than you know the guy that everybody really liked in the Ravens locker room? Surprise. So yeah, and you know, for fantasy, uh, yeah, there are some, yeah, I understand. Uh, there's 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 too many cooks in the kitchen for my liking, but I will say this is always a decent late round strategy. When it comes to these types of running back rooms, if you're not sure who the starter is going to be, look at the ADP, figure out whose is lowest, <laughs> and then just yeah. take a stab. Because if you're right, great. If you're not, then okay, cut bait. Yeah, you exactly. A, you got a week one, week two waiver wire spot. That you can yeah, just... there's always wow. guys to take on the waiver wire. 100% agree. I agree with everything you said about him for fantasy. 100%. <laughs> we're on the same page. Yeah, though. Yeah, uh, is there anything like, else? Yeah. I, I love it for what they're trying to resurrect in real life. <laughs> yeah, that's that's but, yeah, that's where this grade comes from for sure. Yeah, but I mean, like, I don't know. Like, there will be value to be had in that backfield. And as of this recording, I don't know where it is, but uh, <laughs> yeah. we'll figure that out as we go along. And, you know, like, cause I you, you might get a decent flex play out of one of these dudes. And mm. if I was going to put my money on it, I wouldn't. <laughs> so, like, yeah, yeah I got I, that. Mm. but mm-hmm. yeah, it, it's it's important to 
keep these things in mind. Because, like, yes, even if things like this are going to be a headache for fantasy, one of them, at minimum, <laughs> will emerge eventually to do something. So just, I don't know, mm-hmm. like, follow, like, camp news and stuff. I don't know, like, yeah. sift through yeah. the coach speak. Like, I don't know, try and figure it out, you know. But, you know, at the end of the day... Yeah, whichever one has the lowest ADP, that's the one that I might take on my team. But uh, I don't know. Yeah, it's it, it's it's okay. Meh, I guess for both uh, sure. Ingram and Lindsay. I'm really upset that Philip Lindsay didn't sign with the Pittsburgh Steelers instead. <laughs> yeah, that would have been great. Um, I love Lindsay. I love the talent there for sure. I mean, we could spend a little time talking about him because I also had him as a B plus too for one year, three point two five million. He's, he's a great complimentary back. Give that guy at least 200 touches. He'll be fantasy relevant, and he'll really help your team out. Uh, I think it's I think it's un, undeniable, as long as he stays healthy. Because he is a small body dude. I get that. And that's why he doesn't really need more than 200 touches a year. But with that, he can get 900 yards easy. And, and that's going to be fantasy relevant at points in your league. Especially for the bye weeks, uh, for sure. Like, filling in as, like, a fourth or third running back, he's going to be great for that. And Houston, I think, still, too. Uh, you know, depending on what happens with that, with that team generally. But I think that'll still be the case. That makes sense for Lindsay. I think that makes sense. And a little bit of foreshadowing in terms of how I think I'll end up feeling. Uh, again, I, I'm not locking anything now. But, yeah, me neither. Uh, <laughs> if I were to pick one of them, I would pick the youngest guy who I believe at this point in time is the best. So, I mean, <laughs> like, for PPR, you could make the argument that that guy is David Johnson. And, you know, like, last year he he did well. You know, like, I think mm-hmm. we're, you know, some of us are kind of overlooking that, including myself, I will be honest. Because, uh, you know, I'm talking while, you know, working on pulling up the numbers right now, but I'm really finessing this, you know. Look look at me. See, <laughs> I'm doing such a good job of just talking Bro. and researching, talking and researching at the same time. Yes, RB25 in PPR mm-hmm. last year, yeah. you know, through Week 16. I don't I don't take into account Week 17 because, I mean, like, yeah, if, yeah, you, no, if yeah. you're in a league that plays Week 17, I mean, more power to you, but, I mean, ugh. Actually, well, no, I'm uh, going to disagree. Not more power to you. Don't do that. You're dumb. Oh, yeah. Well, yeah tr- like, please <laughs> yeah, please yeah. don't. But yeah, uh, yeah. Uh, as a quick aside, uh, it will be interesting to see if we end up having a 17-game schedule that goes into Week 18 for this year. So I don't know how yeah, that's we'll going to affect everything. Yeah, we'll see. I would love to talk about that down the line, especially if it ends up happening. Because right now we're just kind of like, you know, yeah, around mean? and figuring. Yeah, because like, we don't fucking mm-hmm. know. But, like, it'll, yeah. but yeah, I don't know. That's just a... That's another thought, but yeah, I mean, you know, all of that to say, like, yes, I'm not, I'm not trying to disrespect the name of David Johnson. He did pretty well, but at the same time, you know, like mm-hmm. with all the cooks in the kitchen, I will probably want to take the young guy. God, I just wish he could have gone anywhere else. Philip Lindsay could have gone anywhere else. Just, oh, God. Yeah, he's a great oh. compliment in a lot of systems. Yeah, he he probably could have fit in pretty much almost anywhere else too. I mean, as a Jaguars fan, I would I would have happy happy for him to be here too. Um, but yeah, it it is what it is. Uh, all right, next one. Yeah, should I move on to the next one? Sure. All right, how how are we doing on time rooms? I'm curious what, how how long you want you want to do this because I got a billion things to say. So what do you, what do you think? Should we should I move on to some bad ones or what do you think? I mean, we're doing pretty solid on time i mean if you want to mm-hmm. like i guess like whatever it, like highlight the relevant ones that you really feel like you want to get out there we'll try mm-hmm. and just throw them in a group and you know start in a okay. pot and see what comes out we'll you know mm-hmm. taste it with a spoon if it tastes fine whatever if not we'll <laughs> fair, try better fair. next week all right cool but 
Okay, yeah, cool. All right, all right. Let's 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 keep let's keep the hype train going. Um, I think we need to talk about Fitzpatrick. Um, I think yes. for Washington, yes. uh, one year deal, ten million dollars. Uh, it's a B plus for me on my grading scale. Uh, pretty big fan of what he can do. And also, if they need to bring in Heineke, I think it's also fine. Just Washington's going to be a very good team. Lot uh, that um this upcoming year, they've got a great defense, right? top five in the league, no doubt. Uh, they've got a pretty good offensive line too. Definitely came on a lot more at the end of the season than it did in the beginning, but it's it was a very good line for the entirety of the season, for sure. Uh, even if it was better at the end. Uh, Fitzpatrick is a good quarterback. He's great for fantasy. He'll be throwing the ball deep to two really, really good guys uh, that, um, you know, we can we can talk about the Curtis Samuel signing, too. Uh, but, yeah, I, I'm just, I'm a pretty big fan of the signing. He is definitely worth the money they're paying for, especially when, I mean, Andy Dalton got a similar deal, I think. Uh, and I think people would disagree about their <laughs> about their level of play compared to their pay but still he's, he's gonna be great for that he's 30 whatever years old i don't care he still looked really good last year uh he'll be great for fantasy teams and uh for the fantasy options with him he's a good quarterback he can throw the ball deep terry mclaurin needs a good quarterback uh and i i do i do want to say though i wonder if he's even which is unfortunate even to say but i wonder if he's an upgrade over alex smith because uh, Alex Smith was great he was five and one with that team he was pretty good for fantasy wise for the wide receivers maybe uh, but as long as it's not guys like Kyle Allen throwing them the ball, I think that the team will be good and the receivers and any of the other options there will be worthwhile in fantasy. Yeah, and you know, it's it's been well established. I am a fan of the Pittsburgh Steelers, but I am also a resident <laughs> of the greater DC Baltimore metro area. Uh, I have a very complicated relationship with the Washington football team for a myriad of reasons that we do not need to get into here. Uh, <laughs> but I will say, in recent seasons, uh, they they've been they've been luring me back to to levels of interest. I mean, I I re-upped the ESPN notifications, and um, uh, I'll tell you, man, Fitzy and especially Curtis Samuel, he is a personal favorite player of mine. I think it is it was a remarkably good idea for them to bring him in here especially because of the connection that he already has with the coaching staff also previously being in carolina that level of familiarity is going to be helpful and i looked at some numbers that i mean they've been shared on all sorts of the professional level podcasts like cbs and whatnot so i mean like i'm not going to take credit for what i'm about to say it came from <laughs> people much smarter than me um just looking into uh you know, when Ryan Fitzpatrick is a starter for more than, like, X number of games, I can't remember what the bar was. I want to say it was, like, eight or nine. Uh, man, like, the wide receiver one that he locks onto, he just, he loves whoever that player is, and he just feeds that guy, and it's just, like, a lock for, like, you know, something like 1,200 yards and, like, six, seven, eight touchdowns, even more. Like, oh, my gosh. Like, you know, I'm not going to go, like, lose my mind and break the bank and be like scary terry top five oh, to the moon you know because like that would be irresponsible but i feel really good about terry mclaurin i feel really good about like curtis samuel is going to be interesting because i feel like it took until this past year for his skill set to be unlocked by a different offensive coordinator <laughs> sure, so sure. him returning to work with a group of people that kind of you know limited him is a little concerning but i feel like 
we've all maybe they'll learn a lesson i don't know i well yeah so i feel like Like, for washington (laughs) yeah i feel like washington specifically they have tried to fill in the wide receiver two on that team for a while through the draft and they just haven't seemed to be able to do it steven sims guys like that just haven't seemed to be able to do it in the past two years uh and i i think bringing samuel's just really smart for them he adds a really nice dimension to a team that could use you know some extra tricks in the bag uh i i think and he's i think he's also his potential can absolutely be unlocked. He he's getting there. He absolutely will be better than he was last year, and he'll be very relevant for fantasy circles. It, it's yeah. gonna be it's gonna be the case. I don't know. I don't know how to quantify that in a way that's gonna convince people, but it, it it's what I believe will happen on a better team. And I guess I'm gonna I'm gonna take a stab at trying to quantify it. Um, I think part of the reason that may have happened in the past with Carolina, especially like with the offensive coaching staff that is now in DC that will be working with him again, is like. You know, Christian McCaffrey was the Swiss Army knife that did it all. And he was so good at it that they didn't really need to incorporate other people because it was just like, well, we have this dude. Like, fuck it, whatever. But now, coming into, you know, the Washington football team, I mean, they have a lot of other guys with similar, you know, Swiss Army type, you know, skill sets. Because, like, we look at a guy like Antonio Gibson, who was also a guy that, you know, like, played a little bit of wide receiver, a little bit of running back in college, as did Curtis Samuel at Ohio State. So it's just like they have multiple guys with unique skill sets that can do a lot of different things, and it really will enable them to get creative and do a lot of different things and move a lot of pieces around and, you know, just, like, you know, play chess with it. I don't know. Like, do it do it up. Live it up. You know, have some mm-hmm. fun. Like, it's going to be very hard to predict exactly how it's going to go, but I, in, I think you will agree with this statement. I think it's going to be a fun offense to watch. You know, I mean, like, Uh in terms of the fantasy impact, I mean, outside of Terry McLaurin and how we already feel about Antonio Gibson, I mean, like, we all like him. Do we all like him? I don't know if I like him that much, but it's okay. I'm Uh, I'm willing to reserve that for another conversation another day, but it's fine. Oh, yeah. We we, we could have a (laughs) a, a hot take smackdown at another point. Yeah, I have a lot of hot takes, apparently. I didn't realize how many I had, to be honest. (laughs) But but either way, I mean, like, it's going to be a fun team. It's going to be a fun team. Yeah, oh, yeah. You know, like, just, ah, God, I'm so excited. Oh, oh. Jeez. Yeah, uh, but I'm yeah, excited too. It, yeah, th- we, I I could harp on my excitement forever. So, <laughs> in, yeah, in lieu I, of doing I, that, <laughs> maybe. Fair. I was excited last year too. I'm, I'm excited going forward for them, hundred percent as well. Uh, all right, let's 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 move on to the next fantasy relevant one, which uh, is Chris Carson, which he resigned with Seattle for two years, fourteen point uh, six million dollars, I believe it was. Um, this is a B plus for me. Uh, I thought it was a really good deal for the team. You don't want to sign these running backs on second deals to long-term contracts. You just don't want to do it. It doesn't work out. Two years is great. Even if you want to sign them to a long-term deal, make sure you have a two-year out that's clean and you can get the fuck out of there. Uh, but this one, then you need to. Carson is a bruiser. That might be all he ever is. He's kind of like Leonard Fournette in that sense, but that's not a bad thing. I think Carson actually even has better vision than Fournette because Fournette's vision, sometimes that guy just runs into the line and, and goes down. It's insane. Uh, and other times he just breaks off like 96-yard runs and it's insane. You know, against Pittsburgh, what he does rookie year, obviously, stuff like that oh. he can do. Yeah, so, <laughs> I mean, uh, there's stuff. And Carson is like that, and Carson's a pretty good running back uh, for what he is. He does what he does pretty dang well. And for fantasy, he's probably around where you want him to be fifth round guy uh, another one i think in that area fourth round guy maybe coming back with seattle now he's worth it in there he'll he'll get touchdowns he's a big dude it'll be in a good offense 
there's there's not a lot of downside, I don't think, there besides injury. Yeah, and, you know, I think a lot of what I would have to say about Chris Carson kind of ties into the things that we said about Juju Smith-Schuster. It's just like, well, in terms of figuring out how we feel, uh, he's going back to the place that he was, and we already know what that is. So, hooray familiarity! Woo! Shout mm-hmm. out! So, yeah, I mean, I don't know. I mean, like, the only thing that could really impact where I would view him in terms of rankings or where I'd feel comfortable taking him in a draft is just, like, the landing spots for the incoming rookie running backs that we just don't know yet. But other Mm -hmm. than that, like, with that being the obvious unknown, like, when comparing him against other existing players that have been in the league, like, again, like, he has been in Seattle for his entire career. We know what he does when being utilized in that system. So, uh, yeah. (laughs) Chris Carson, more of the same. Woohoo! Yeah. Which, which, you know, people, again, like we said, they, they're drawn to sexy picks, new guys on new teams that they're going to be like, Oh, the upside so much there, so much there going with the guy with a tried and true record that you already know in a situation that he's been in before is well worth the pick. It's, it's worth it. You know what you're getting out of them, which, which can be really, really helpful. You know, I know, it's important to like get guys, especially in the later rounds or like five to like 10 rounds to get guys who are going to explode, who are going to be really well. But there is value in guys where we know they've already been, especially when they're being overlooked by other, uh, other fantasy owners or fantasy, the fantasy sphere in general. Right. So I think Carson it, it can, can be one of those guys. Um, but yeah. the next one, yeah. Oh, sorry. God. No. Cause like uh, the sexy new thing is always what's going to dominate the zeitgeist, but you know, it, sometimes it's not about being edgy. It's about being correct. <laughs> So, I mean, like... Yeah, if, careful, y'all don't you, cut yourselves on that edge. I love saying exactly. that. Exactly. So. <laughs> Be safe. I love saying that. <laughs> yeah. But, yeah, I mean, it's... I don't know. Like, don't don't overthink it. Like, we, mm-hmm. we, we know what we're getting. It's always good to play it safe. Safety is very important. So, mm-hmm. yeah. You know, in case of emergency, break glass, get Chris Carson, put him in your yeah. lineup. It is what it is. <laughs> yeah. The injury concerns are there. I, I will say that. I get that. And he's got other guys there for competition, too. So if he's, you know, m- marginally hurt, there, there are other guys there, too. But I, I still think it's he's a worthwhile investment. Um, yeah. <laughs> we, we, got a, we got a few more re-signings here, but I think they're all fantasy relevant. So let's go with Aaron Jones, because I think he actually, his value might be changing a little bit with... What I think, and what I think people thought before Aaron Jones was going to leave, is that the emergence of CJ, or not CJ Dillon, AJ Dillon, right? AJ Dillon? Dillon, right? Okay. Yep. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So uh, he's he's a guy I really like coming out of Boston College. Big fan. He was a bruiser there. He was insane there. He definitely needed a year or, or some time to adjust to the competition in the NFL level. And like we saw in that one breakout game that he had last year, he looked pretty dang good. Uh, I think there'll be more of a split role, even though they did pay Aaron Jones four years, $38 million. Uh, they paid him a lot of money. I get it. But they're also paying for the, the running back room, right? They didn't pay Williams. William left. I think he went to Detroit or, or something like that. I've yes. written it down somewhere. But yeah, yeah, he's there. But I think they're pretty much paying for an RB room. That includes the $48 million is basically for both those two running backs to use them appropriately. I don't think they want to release Aaron Jones after two or three years. I, I think they'll want to keep him for the full the full ride because they'll, they'll want to have a guy they want to have two running backs who can do things. Even when one gets hurt for a few t- for weeks, or even if one gets out for the season, then we take over. I think this will be. I think his value will go down in fantasy. He's a very good pass catcher too. I think we need to remember that because uh, AJ Dillon is not going to be a good pass catcher. So uh, he'll definitely take on a lot of the passing roles. And I think he's a really good signing for the team, a B for the team. But coming in, I think his fantasy value should be lowered because I think he'll be splitting a lot more with AJ Dillon. Yeah, and you know I've talked about it with some people before and i guess like the rosy 
best case scenario outlook would be like, oh, Ingram Kamara, boom, you know, like doing that type of thing. Yeah, that is. Mm-hmm. But I mean, it's it's going to be frustrating probably, and it's going to be very intriguing to see how the coaching staff talks about their intentions for how they want to use AJ Dillon. Because like, if it ends up being a situation where, I mean, it, it's and I'm not saying this because. Aaron Jones is a bad goal linebacker or anything because like in the red zone, I mean like he's done well in the past. Mm -hmm. So like the only reason I'm bringing it up is because like the anecdotal thing that's going to come to people's minds is like, well, look at AJ Dillon. He's huge. So of course he would be the, you know, so like, I don't know, maybe the team feels the same way and it's just like, oh, well there goes some touchdowns, but yeah, I mean, (laughs) I don't know. Like that's really, I don't know. Like I, I feel similarly about how I felt about Aaron Jones before so, I mean, like, it, I mean, I I agree with basically everything you said. So rather than echoing it, I'm just going to say that and uh, move on. So, like, yeah. yeah, I think it's fair. I still like Aaron Jones as a talent to it. I, mean, I also really like AJ Dillon as a talent. They're, they're both very talented yeah. running backs on a very good team. Uh, hard, to, hard to go wrong there. But I do think, you know, Aaron, Rodger, or Aaron Jones shouldn't be like a first or second round pick. I, I don't think he's worth it. Um, and I think that's where he was last year and where he could be this year. And I'm, I'd be out on that. Um, but okay, moving on. Um, I don't know. I have Gronk on here next for one year, ten million eight guaranteed. He's tough for me. I, I'm I'm unsure because I was out on him pretty hard last year, and he was not good until OJ Howard got hurt. He was not being used, and OJ Howard was doing really well. So it is that is a tough guy to deal with. Uh, AJ Howard or AJ? God, am I just saying AJ for no reason? What? Or <laughs> it's all what, good. What what is Howard's what is Howard's OJ OJ Howard okay holy crap I'm like not I'm not hung over on a Saturday I'm I'm not stoned like I am I'm doing pretty good right now I don't know why I'm having these these mind fucking melding moments holy crap all right I love to see it folks we only yeah. get this here from the lateral <laughs> <laughs> only get it on live shows true uh, um, uh, yeah so I. I don't know. Howard Howard was really good. I was expecting bigger things from him, but he got hurt. He was really good before that, I think, for for that position. So we'll watch Gronk with, I think, bated breath. I don't know. I was really concerned about him coming off the season with last year, at least, coming off without playing a season. But with another one under his belt, they're looking like they're going for another championship run. So I don't know how much they'll use him. But I think he's relevant in that, or at least to talk about that tight end room. Because there's no – God, is Bright still there? I'm unsure if Bright is still there. But I'll check on that real quick. Yeah. Is he? And yeah, while okay. you while you check on that, yeah. uh, yes, I will. My only contrib- uh, contribution to this because I mean, like, I I don't know, like we we kind of know what it is. Uh, that that video that the Bron- uh the Broncos the Buccaneers uh, tweeted out like right after it was announced that uh, Gronk was going to resign, and it was just like him and Brady kind of sitting there just being like, like. I'm, I'm gonna get so much mileage out of that, man. I'm gonna try and just like meme the shit out of that. Like, uh, if you follow me on Twitter, you're gonna. I, I'm I'm going to meme it so many times from now until eternity. That was just hilarious. So that's my contribution. <laughs> <laughs> it's a great gift, or it's a, it's gonna be a great gift or a great video. I I, I totally agree. Yeah, I, he it looks like he's still with the team. Um, he didn't get used that much last year, so I wouldn't really worry about it. Uh, at least as far as I'm, at least in like passing routes right let me double check that 
Yeah, he had thirty. He had thirty-four targets, which isn't that bad for a tight end, actually. It's a tough yeah. room. Um, I think OJ Howard should take control of that room, though, if uh, if he's healthy. So I'm just, I just worry about that. But anyway, we're moving on to one that I definitely think is going to be a hot take because I have Andy Dalton next on a one-year, ten million dollar deal, and this is a B for me. I I don't know why people are so um like willing to just like say Andy Dalton's bad. He's like thirty-two years old, and he's been he. Been a pretty good quarterback for most of his career. Uh, I will say there were, you know, a Dallas games in the beginning where he was pretty bad. Uh, he did have that concussion, which knocked him out. But then when he came back for the last four games of the of this season, he was really good. And he's got, it's not like he has a bad offense to work with in Chicago. He's got Allen Robinson, and he is unequivocally the best quarterback that Allen Robinson has seen his entire career. And I don't, I don't care what anyone else says. That's the truth. It's not even close. Uh, Trubisky, I was higher on most people than him, but he's not as good as Andy Dalton. There's no way, no, no way in any world where he's even as close as good as Andy Dalton. This is a boon for, for Aaron, uh, for Allen Robinson. And I don't know if people are talking about that as much as they should be because it is, but go ahead, Herms. Yeah. And you know, as a fan of the, uh, division that he used to play in, um, he took the Bengals to the playoffs, like, what was it, like, five or six times? Yeah, like, five years in a row. It was in a row, too. Like, it was, like, yeah. five years in a row, and they all they all lost every time. But, yeah. Yeah, and, you know, like, those teams weren't exactly, like, you know, barn-burning circus acts in terms of, mm-hmm. like, skill and finesse. I mean, like, he, he made a lot of stuff happen for himself. You know, it's just like, okay, yeah, and like you said, like, we can cloud our judgment with what we saw in – Dallas and like it's it's like maybe he is not what he once was but he is still very good yeah. and like yeah man I don't know I'm mean, like I I'm, I'm no it, it, I'm, it's true I'm it's absolutely true. on it in terms of how I feel about it for fantasy like he's just one of those dudes that it's just like I will look to him as a guy I will feel more than comfortable streaming if there is a decent matchup because he's a pro's pro he's been around. He knows what's up. Like, you know, yeah. like, you know, good for Allen Robinson. You know, I think, like, you know, good for Darnell Mooney. That's another guy that I feel like as time goes along for redraft, we're going to hear his name mm-hmm. a lot more as somebody that could be, like, a sleeper dude. That, like, I mean, like, for people that are, like, super into fantasy football in the community, I mean, like, yeah, we know who Darnell Mooney is. But here at the Lateral, we don't assume that you're as nerdy as we are. So there's a mm-hmm. name. Uh <laughs> Yeah, yeah yeah second year guy out of Tulane. i mean like he got an obscene number of targets last year and even though it didn't result in a lot of production that is because a lot of them were thrown like 15 yards over his head even though he was wide open it was not his fault that he didn't come down with the ball because you can't catch mm-hmm. the ball if it's nowhere near you so yeah. yeah uh but yeah uh i don't know also shout out cole Komet. um but <laughs> true yeah. we can shout out cole Komet. i'm a fan yeah and hey uh you know like it it is what it is but uh i mean i guess uh i mean if you have any more like positive ones to you know shout out we could do that but you know if we could you know do like maybe some like you know rapid fire to like you know because oh we're over the hour mark oh geez (laughs) yeah i could rapid fire i could rapid fire some bad ones for sure (laughs) i could definitely do that um i do want to say closing thoughts on andy dalton um i don't know how fantasy relevant he will be but he's definitely the starter too there's absolutely no way unless the coaching staff is as dumb as they might possibly could be but i don't think so uh he's the starter uh, nick Foles is a terrible quarterback i don't care if he led them for like four weeks or that he lost his job back to mitch trubisky when he was healthy and ready to play again uh i mean i think he sat out when he was, when he was healthy too but still nick Foles is a trash quarterback he was only good that one year in philly it, it, it's the truth oh and 
well, two years in Philly, technically, because he had that really, really good year. We had like three interceptions before he we went to Jeff Fisher and got ruined by Jeff Fisher for a little bit. Uh, but that's, <laughs> yeah, it's a long time ago. I don't want to talk about Jeff Fisher either because I hate that guy. <laughs> but anyway, um, let's, okay, I can rapid fire some trash ones out if we want to do that. Um, yeah. I've got some trash signings were um, Bashar Perryman, Lamar Miller, Zay Jones, AJ Green, Jameis Winston, Jamal Williams, Tara Taylor, and Nelson Aguilar. Uh, if you want to sort through any of those and give your thoughts, I can I can respond to that. Uh, I think it's going to be important to address this. Uh, well, first of all, very strange that Nelson Aguilar set the wide receiver market because that deal that he <laughs> got was weird. Yeah. Uh, mm-hmm. But I guess because uh, Nelson Aguilar, mm-hmm. Kendrick Bourne, John Smith, and Hunter Henry all walk into a bar. What are they gonna do? <laughs> I... They might destroy the bar. I don't know. Exactly, <laughs> I don't know. Let's yeah, yeah. Because like I really like, and again, like I'm not a football coach. I mean, I I'm not yeah. here to criticize the decisions because <laughs> yeah. I mean I don't know. Maybe mm-hmm. they have a great plan in mind and mm-hmm. fuck it, whatever. Yeah, I'm I'm not here to talk shit. I mean, fuck it. It could be brilliant <laughs> that they did what oh, they here did, to... but it on the surface <laughs> level. I'm just like, how are we gonna? And you know, and I don't want to hear any more of the, well, Johnu and Hunter Henry could be Gronk and Aaron Hernandez 2.0. Like they're different players. Please yeah. stop. Oh my god, yeah. and like the quarterback's not the same. So like, just give, yes. give that up. Yeah, it's, it's, it's not Tom Brady true. Yeah, like I so true. Much, Yeah, I love lazy comparisons as much as the next guy, but I don't love them for the podcast slash live stream that I put out <laughs> as a content creator. So no, we're yeah. not doing yeah. that. Just putting that out that like just please stop for the love of God. It's not the same. Mm-hmm. Like, but yeah, I mean I have no clue. <laughs> like the New England offense is just gonna be like yeah. that that's that's a that's a team where, you know, I mean, albeit for different reasons, but I think similar to how we were looking at the Steelers offense coming to last year, it's just like, well, shit, we just haven't seen it. I have no idea how to feel. So all those dudes, like, the the their inherent value as individuals is just, it, it drops mm-hmm. for all yeah. of them. Because, like, we're not going to know until, like, week three or week four what the plan is. So it's just like, mm-hmm. I don't know, like, shit, pick who you want to draft and just fucking draft them do it whatever yeah. fine i'm 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 not in a position as it stands right now on march 20th to figure that out like just oh my yeah. lord the only person i'm the only two people i'm remotely comfortable with i would say are like damien harris barely and uh cam newton i will say like he got a lot of flack for you know like running for more touchdowns than he did throwing but keep in mind the dude hadn't played football for a super long time he signed super late into the uh, COVID-19 offseason and he ended up getting the Rona and you know because like prior to that he was playing really well and then after that you know he has come out and said like yo I just didn't feel the same so it's like look given the circumstances of his arrival in New England and also like the you know like, ugh, the, the cast he had to work with was not great Bob so I mean like we I think it is important to put everything that happened with Cam Newton into context and acknowledge i think he did pretty well all things considered he okay. did all right and i'm willing to give him the mulligan give him a normal off season now that he has objectively better weapons to work with because like i'm not about to talk shit about jacoby myers because he's a professional football player of course he deserves to play and he should have a role in that offense as well but i neither of us are going to sit here and pretend that he should be the wide receiver one on any team so like 
Can I respond? You know, <laughs> oh, sure, go for it. Oh, yeah, no, at if the you're end of the day, like, him, if you're, yeah, yeah, finish it. Yeah. Oh yeah, I mean, but at the end of the day, like I don't know, like cool it a little bit on Cam Newton, people out there. Like you have to understand, it was he was put in an impossible situation. Um, yeah, uh, uh, New England, yay. <laughs> <laughs> oh god i don't know i don't know i don't know sure. i don't know um so i'm gonna have to i'm gonna have to heavy disagree with you on here herms i'm so sorry um but i cam newton was trash last year he was a terrible quarterback um i think the people that are giving him flack for last year are totally totally justified he was terrible uh i like jacoby myers i think he's actually a pretty good wide receiver i don't know if he's like should can he be a wide receiver one on a team i'm unsure but i a lot i liked a lot of what i saw last year uh, i'm not gonna lie um fair enough but I, I do I, I will also say that you can give Cam all the shit you want for last year. He was terrible last year. I totally agree with you. I, I'm not necessarily saying that means he's going to be bad this year. Um yeah. I'm I'm willing to give him a little bit of a mulligan insofar as I'm willing to give a lot of people who have good histories, like Andy Dalton, uh you know, a, a chance to be good on a on a different team, I think. Or not on a different team, with with a different scenario or with with yeah. a, you know an updated a new offseason like you were talking about, all that different stuff. I think it's possible for there. I'm not gonna be in on Cam. Uh if there's the right value, I'll take any person. So if there's the right value for Cam, I'll take him. But I'm I'm not really gonna be interested in him. Uh I think he was really bad last year and I don't know how they're gonna fix that problem, but I've trusted Bill for a long time. I still trust him. So we'll see if we'll we'll see if he's even the starter. So we'll see what they do in the draft. But yeah. I, I will say I think bringing in the, the wide receivers as well was pretty dumb. And for the tight ends, at least, I mean, Bill's trying to win. So bringing in two tight ends that he likes just makes sense for him trying to win. It sucks for fantasy, but what are you going to do? Football is a money-making thing. Bill wants the, the, the pride, the, the, you know, he wants to win, whatever. Uh, I was looking forward to drafting between Asai or whatever. I don't know how to say that guy's name. Asai. Yeah, yeah Asai or whatever. And, uh, and Keen uh, for tight ends for this team. And uh, I really hate that I have to choose between Jono and Hunter, which if I had to pick one, I think the best scenario to come out of that is Hunter Henry gets hurt and Jonathan takes over completely and he's really good. I think that's the best scenario we can hope for out of that. So, yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, I mean, I, I dig the vibe. <laughs> yeah, yeah, fair. Um. Yeah, was there any other ones you want to talk? Or I can read them again if you want to run a relist of the bad ones. Yeah, I mean, because some of the other ones... I mean, like, I don't... I, I've heard so many conflicting things about what's going to happen with the New Orleans quarterback to the point where I want more time to evolve before we talk and, about that. Uh, <laughs> I agree. I, I agree. So, I totally agree. And, like, yeah, I mean, some of the other ones, I'm just like, those are names. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Well, I, I, but, then let me say... Yeah, oh, God, yeah. Yeah, I mean, it's... Uh, I don't know. I mean, like there, there are guys that haven't signed as of this recording, so we'll sure. have time to go through and talk free agents a little more another time. But I think, as far as I'm concerned, I feel good about what I've contributed. So whatever it is that you have to say, if you want to bring it on home before we plug mm -hmm. things, and then uh, you know, do the thing, and then uh, I'll figure out uh, you know, copy and chopping up and putting in an outro for this at some point in time. So yeah. <laughs> yeah no for sure for sure um yeah so uh, one thing i do want to say real quick is that uh, a name i mentioned that maybe people weren't uh thinking about as much as aj green he was a d for me he it was a terrible signing and absolutely worth worthless thing totally ruins the fantasy value of guys i really liked like kirk and isabella uh which is frustrating but whatever but he he was bad last year watching him on film he was terrible he was basically a glorified tight end still got the hands 
Still got pretty good hands, but he ate up like 106 targets or something like that on Cincinnati, and he was in deserving of nearly half of those. Uh, he'll be bad. He's not worth a fantasy draft at all. I don't care if you want to take a flyer on him. There, There is value, like I said, for anyone to take, but uh, there there might be like zero value for me to take a guy like AJ Green. He's not worth it. Um, yeah, and, and for I can context, bring you the culture. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah and for context, he signed uh, with the Arizona Cardinals. Just wanted to put that out there. So for people who didn't pick up on that. Uh, but yeah, I, I feel similarly. It It's weird and uh, good for him. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, I want to just shut down any talk about that thing because he's not going to be good. Just, I mean, in my opinion, obviously, shut that down. He's not going to be good. Uh, it's going to be bad. Um, but okay, yeah, for uh, final stuff. Yeah, if we're, we're going to talk about more stuff later, I got... So many more things to say, but totally, we got we're what an hour fourteen in, yeah. So probably yeah. probably fair to, to to cut this down a little bit, but yeah, um, yeah, that's all I got. Then hey, you know, this was the inaugural episode of the show with no name. Uh, it's <laughs> yeah. it's going to be cool. Uh, you know, I'm looking forward to doing this again, and uh, you know, like be sure to follow both of us on Twitter. I'm at Herms NFL. He is uh, BGF Sports on there, and uh, also check out the Bacon Games Fantasy Sports. At, Tons of good information is there. You know, it's kind of like a, you know, like a little uh, like sister network type thing or whatever. Because, you know, it's all collaborative. It's all love up in the lateral building. And, uh, yeah, you can find us on Twitter at the lateral FF. And you can find our website, www.thelateralff.com. And we have a YouTube channel that does not have a unique, uh, like, <laughs> little thing that I can just shout out, youtube.com slash something. Because it's a combination of a bunch of letters and numbers but if you check our twitter uh you'll find the link to it i don't know subscribe do all the stuff do the thing give us all the love tell us things uh i don't know uh if you have a dog tell your dog that you love them and give them treats uh yeah so uh i guess uh that 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 does it for me uh, thanks to everybody who watched and who will listen to this as an audio thing uh yeah i don't know i'm really really bad at figuring out how to transition into closing things but it's okay because that's the vibe and that's what we do it is the lateral peace out my dudes yeah peace out guys this is a great talk thanks for tuning in to the show with no name until next time here's that cool music from before